0: Me fuel, give me five give me that which i designed okay. we'll, okay. we'll, we'll do it live okay we'll do it live it.
1: and we are live welcome to Metallicast Live. I am your host, Brandon, and I am here with Mr. James Linfield of Bitalica. James, how are you, man?
0: I am all right on a Friday. I'm all right.
1: This is the moment of the live stream where we pretend like we were not just talking for the last 15 minutes, <laughs> and we say, hello, how are you, and we just pretend like, oh, we just ran into each other. Oh, it, God, it's, it's so weird it's seeing weird. you here, oh, man.
0: Well, <laughs> no. so. Yeah, everything's great, man. Friday night, just hanging out, leisurely stuff, and doing this, and going to go see some friends play later tonight, and awesome. perhaps get up on stage and play with a few things as well.
1: So. Nice. Metal band?
0: No. Uh, just like hard rock type stuff, and just cool. kind of hanging out cool. and everything. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, we were talking about that before we went live, just about you know the shows that we miss and some of the shows coming up, but it sounds like things are a bit more active where you are than they are where I am right now in Connecticut.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's touch and go. Yeah. I mean, I I play in four projects, so it's not just Metallica. And I would say that last year, you know, you got, got to mid March and like everything went, you know, you're dead, like 10% operation, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. at, At least now, um, with Metallica and the other, other things that I'm doing, it's probably about, 65 percent operations maybe 70 percent you know something in there that's better than 10 <laughs> yeah, you know for sure uh,
1: for sure steps in the right direction well thank you so much for agreeing to do this i'm really excited to have you on i remember um the first time i heard beat talica i was in college and i uh was hammered with some friends and College. They knew. Well, yeah, it was the typical college experience. Yeah. It was probably a Tuesday night or, you know, something that would, it was some kind of scenario where they would now classify me as an alcoholic, but I was in college, so it was completely acceptable. And, sure. uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, one of my buddies was knowing that I'm a massive Metallica fan. I wore, I mean, I, I i would wear Metallica shirts pretty much every day. And he'd be like, Have you heard Beat And I was like, No. And he, I, I forget what the first song I heard, but I remember hearing Hey Dude, I remember hearing uh, The Thing That Should Not Let It Be, and just so many great tracks that you guys have been pulled together. So I'm really excited to have you on, talk about kind of where you started and where you guys are now. So let's travel back in time, if you don't mind, and just sort of, what was your beginnings with music, how you got into music in general, and specifically Metallica and the Beatles?
0: Okay. Um... Three different types of scenarios there. So, got into music in general. I was five. Now, I am not a piano player. I am that'd be an insult to actual keyboard players, <laughs> piano player. But my grandma got me started playing piano um, and singing. Uh, so my first gig ever uh, was singing Silent Night in German, all three verses. I was five. So my first gig wow. wasn't even. English. <laughs> Thank you, grandma. <laughs> you know, um so then from there, um when did I start getting into Metallica? I mean right after Kill 'em All, you know what I mean? Um us being from the Midwest, you know, based in Milwaukee, you know, third coast, you don't kind of get that stuff quite as soon, you know what I mean? So right. Kill 'em All was already out, you know, by the time I started listening to it. Um Beatles wise, though I was probably listening to the Beatles before Metallica, um, but then oddly enough, uh, over there was a there was a Christmas one time. It must have been nineteen eighty six, five something like that. You know, my mom, who's in charge, you know, she got all the Christmas presents for the kids. You know, what I mean? right. and so it's like I get this album, and because uh, uh, I always wanted music, and my mom got me a copy of the White Album okay? And my dad's like, the White Album, but don't you like Slayer? (laughs) I'm like, you know who Slayer is? I was like, you've been listening. Good. (laughs) You're like,
1: that's the best Christmas present of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But
0: but I'm just like, dude, you know, Beatles, Slayer, you know, Metallica, you know, whatever, you know, it's all good. I see Robert Elliott writing in. Yeah. Summerfest way back when opening for Cardboard Vampires. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Jerry Cantrell uh, postponed or declined an interview to sit side stage and watch our gig. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> thanks, Robert, for being there. Um, hopefully, um, awesome. we we did talk to Summerfest for this year. Uh, for those of you who don't, don't know what Summerfest is, it's a huge festival in Milwaukee, happens every year. It's kind of weird this year because of COVID and blah blah but right. it's happening in September. Right. Um, maybe. That's all I can say about maybe with Vitalica at Summerfest. But if you don't go to see Vitalica, Robert, you should come see Spoof Fest at Summerfest. Because we have a tentative date for Spoof Fest. And if you don't know what that is, uh, look it up on Facebook. <laughs> um, you won't... You won't you won't be disappointed and it's kind of where Vitalica got their start anyway, was at this thing called Spoof Fest in Milwaukee. Um, just go to Facebook backslash spoof fest and you'll see what it's all about. But uh but yeah, all good all good stuff and fun stuff. So
1: awesome. And if you are watching, please feel free to join the chat, ask questions to James or just add in Tibbets. Uh, the two of us will be going in and out of the chat. Um <laughs> He's in Phoenix now, but we'll look into it.
0: Say hi to Okali Dokali for
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So you have these, you have this general love of music. You've discovered Metallica, discovered the Beatles. So what kind of leads to the idea behind Metallica? I always wonder, was it like your two favorite bands or did you just think it was like, all right, I think I can make this work in kind of a funny, ironic, but cool way?
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was two favorite, you know, do I have favorite bands? I mean, I have favorite bands, but not favorite band, you know, right, so it's not, yeah. my, this is my number one thing. Yeah. Uh, no, it was me and a, and, a, and a buddy that used to be in the band, you know, this guy, Mike Brandenburg, um, me and him started the project, you know, because we were both Beatles fans and Metallica fans. We had kicked around in other bands and stuff together as well, you know, so sure. so we had a, a working relationship on that level but it was just something that we kind of fell upon we heard the Beatles uh song for no one uh being played on the radio and we were both playing metal at the time and we were like hey we can kind of hear like this thing wouldn't it be funny to do you know so we did it for this spoof fest thing that I that I mentioned we made this spoofy sort of April Fool's joke sort of collection of songs just based on a whim you know, no plan, <laughs> you know. Um, and so we did these seven songs, seven MP3s, and that's that's how we did it. it and we, we never really planned to do anything else with it. Yeah. But so we always kind of say, you know, the band found us. We didn't find the band. Um, we didn't name the band. We didn't purposely go out to do a mashup band. It just, that's where life led us. Um,
1: sure. That's,
0: that, that's okay. You can get dragged yeah. around by the nose into something that's fun. You know that's what I mean? So I'm all right with it.
1: Were you surprised by the reaction, sort of how it took off?
0: Or yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun? Yeah, sure. I mean, well, but not, number one, it's just like, you know, people were just starting to learn what things like BitTorrent and what is this crazy thing called the internet and how powerful can it be and all right. this. Stuff. For sure. Yeah, of course. You know, but I mean, um stuff happens you know new technology you know begets uh <laughs> many things that were seemingly unbelievable <laughs> and impossible
1: <laughs> you
0: know so um i'm still surprised so yeah yeah
1: i mean it's it's been what 20 years now more
0: uh, something like yeah i mean well the first, yeah Yeah, this April 1st 1st will be the 20-year anniversary of when that spoof show happened and those MP3s were released.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
0: Unofficially, you know.
1: So being a band that sort of unintentionally took off thanks to the internet, I have to ask you, was Lars right When when it comes to Napster? Was Lars right?
0: Oh well about what, part? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> what part are you asking about? <laughs> um
1: just the general gist of uh what Napster was, what I I'm just curious, as being a band that sort of uh, you know, perhaps without the internet, would not be here twenty years later, arguably. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um what kind you know what do you think the you, I'm just curious what your opinion was on that back in the day, and now in 2021, when when you can put on your lens and look at it, you know, in retrospect.
0: Yeah, I mean, going back to that whole idea of how, like, you know, you have new technology and people don't know how powerful it is. That can be a scary thing, you know, if you are a license owner of stuff. And even to this day, I mean, obviously, we have to deal with licensors and things like that. And they, they're still protective of their stuff. You know, what I mean, right. they should. I mean, I kind of use this analogy like, okay, like, let's say you have a neighbor, right? And you you introduce yourself to your neighbor. You're the, you're the new guy on the block. And you say, hey, man, can I borrow a cup of sugar? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I can give you a cup of sugar. Go make some cookies. Go have some fun, you know. Yeah. But if you go over that neighbor's place and you say, hey, man. Can I just stay in your house indefinitely? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and not pay rent. <laughs> do all that. That's kind of how I look at it. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you have to be respectful of what property is, you know, and you yeah. have to and you have to understand that technology and as it progresses very quickly, that can be a scary thing and then people don't know what to do, you know, entirely right? Now. And panic can set in. Um, so when it comes down to, you know, was Lars right about Napster and like how he handled it? Look, he handled it in, in the way that he thought was right for him at the time. You know, I think people do a lot of decisions in that way, Whatever, whatever it might be. You know, this is what was right for me at the time. Oh, now I've learned about it. Okay, I have more information about it. I have a different opinion about this now that happens with everything, you know, um, has it happened with any licensors with us? No, they still hate us, but (laughs) 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 nothing's changed, (laughs) but you know, maybe someday, uh, you know, someone will say, you know, this, uh, this Metallica thing, it's actually not, it's not so threatening. It's not so bad. (laughs) it's not going to be a violent coup, you know, or something like that. So,
1: well, your, your explanation brings up a question I want to get to, and I was also going to get to something that Robert's asking in the chat. What kind of feedback have you gotten from the boys? I came across a couple quotes uh, from James Hatfield and Kirk Hammett uh, in concerns to uh, uh, about Betalica. James Heffield said, it was pretty amazing. I'm glad there's people like that in the world. Kirk Hammett said, I think it's cool when people do shit like that. It's not flattery. It's just fun for me. Um, so I don't know if there's anything you can add on about maybe any feedback or if you've had any. Uh, I don't know if you've had any interaction with the members of Metallica on any level beyond that, or.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every time that they're in Milwaukee or sometimes Chicago, we make it a point to get together with them, and and we're good. We're good with their Q Prime management stuff, you know I I have my guy there that I just deal with directly him and and Lars and I handle stuff directly we have no you know we're our management yeah I'm essentially our manager. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know so everything goes to me so all those conversations so I mean all that's great you know because like you know I remember meeting those guys when I was a little kid I had a record right here you know and, yeah milwaukee stuff and now instead of them being you know like heroes of yours you know in some respects they're your colleagues you know and and that's super cool um nothing has ever been real scary with those guys it's been super relaxed super chill everyone's honest about it you know but you know that's about having fun but still having responsibility and being adults because again it's 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 so their stuff, you know what I mean? It's right. like we don't you know, jagging around with something or doing something in a slanderous, libelous manner or anything like that. Sure. That's not, not the point, you know.
1: Absolutely. Cause I, I also had a related question about, you know, just like the legal aspect of it as, you know, kind of writing um, you know, more kind of parodies of these groups. And I came across where I'm not sure if you can uh add anything to it or or talk about the validity of, I'm not sure if it's a true story, but uh, basically the, what I came across was Sony who owns a bulk of the Beatles catalog kind of approached you guys and said, hey, 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 stop. And Lars kind of reached out and said, you know, whatever support you need and kind of helped you iron it out. And uh, so I was just, I was interested to see if there's been any conflict on either uh, side from, you know, just in terms of kind of uh, borrowing the music in that way.
0: Well, there's always going to be a conflict.
1: Yeah, you
0: know, no matter what, um, you know, because it's not just Sony that owns songs that we've used.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We had individuals um, that that have owned. They, they might own like two songs, you know. Or wow. now there's the the Northern Songs slash uh, Harris Songs publishing, and though uh, our former label had a, a relationship with about their curator or something like that the estate just wouldn't allow it you know mm-hmm. and so we have some George Harrison songs that we actually have recorded they're sitting there we can't put them out yeah they yeah. 100% flat said nope you're not you, you can't do it we're not gonna let you do it you know it sucks because um, of some of our favorite tunes you know if you go on YouTube you know I'm sure you could find them um, but you're not going to see him in a studio form, a studio album form, you know? Yeah. Live gig. Sure. Yeah. I see Mike is saying, trying not to get caught at work.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> well,
1: def watch the replay. What's the thing
0: of- if you're using, uh, if you're using a cutting tool, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> And Murphy says, will there be a new 20 year Sergeant Hetfield motor pub batch? Yeah. Um, I know we're gonna do new patches, Murphy. Nice. Yeah, because we're all out of patches. So, yeah, that could be a cool, <laughs> cool concept, like a twenty-year Vitalica patch. That could be, that could be a cool concept. Draw one up for me. <laughs> 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 that's for me to do.
1: <laughs> Tim, watch the live stream, then get right to work. Yeah. Don't no slack it after this live stream.
0: Yeah, because um, we, we got other merch. That's uh, yeah that's going to be kind of in the works here probably over the next six months. A lot of it, you know, just in conjunction with everything that's going to be going on with us. So awesome. So yeah, patches. Will be cool.
1: And, uh, Mike, by the way, is met fan. Mike, he's a, he's a huge Metallica fan and collector. He's he, he, uh, got, a. Uh, he he went to every North American show on their last tour. Got to meet the band a multiple uh, a multiple times, I think. But definitely on, like that last leg. I I I know him, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and I looked at Metallica's Instagram, and I was like, wait, that's Mike. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> Metallica, you know, posted a picture with him and another person who had been to every gig. Um, Alice dear is saying greetings from sunny Scotland. Hope you guys are well, and would love to see you guys over on our shores real soon.
0: I'll come over for the Beltane Fire Festival. How's that?
1: (laughs) Scotland's on my list. Yeah, we'll do that and we'll hang out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be kick-ass.
1: So if you're tuning in, if you're watching already, please make sure you interact in the chat. Ask questions to James or uh, throw out anything you want. You know, we're we're both going in and out of the chat. So please throw it up there. Mike Mueller has Thing for Squirrels. Is that an inside thing? I don't know what that is.
0: Well, here's the thing. Okay, so Spoof Fest. Yeah. I mentioned the Spoof Fest thing. So what people uh, – if, if you don't know what Spoof Fest is, all right, so we're going to we're gonna maybe do this thing at Summerfest called Spoof Fest, all right? And it's where, like, bands emulate and desecrate their favorite bands, and we have props and skits. <laughs> and all that other stuff so one year i did tom petty okay i was tom petty my hair was fully blonde (laughs) none of this and everything like that and uh instead of here comes my girl the tom petty song here comes my girl we did here comes my squirrel and we and a friend of ours (laughs) nick was this big like six foot three tall squirrel or whatever and now he's my girlfriend or whatever i jumping his arms and stuff and he, this big giant squirrel carries me. <laughs> amazing.
1: Amazing. Uh, Jackie's asking, when is Vitalik going to play on The Land?
0: <laughs> well, mother, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have enough PA and lights that I could probably have sound projected to from the land to Highway G, which is about a mile and a half away.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you know, who's, who's going to, who's going to sleep in the bunks? Who's sleeping where and what bunk? Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Unless my mom's going to do merch, you know, my That's mom, awesome. could, my, my mom could do Vitalica merch. That is Awesome. Um,
1: um so Vitalica obviously has had an opportunity to travel the world, tour, uh, you know, kind of share appearances with a lot of major figures like Sammy Hagar, Mastodon. You mentioned Jerry Cantrell before. Um any like uh just memorable fun stories you you can share about any of those or just touring in general? You you got to have some.
0: Yeah, I mean, um I I you know, I guess you know one of the first memorable stories is our first uh, gig that that when we played with, you know, a, a, a national real band, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, was uh, was with Dream Theater. You know, we got to do that in Madison, which isn't too far from our our place. It's just down the road, and I went to right. school in Madison, so I'm very familiar with the area. So that was that was super cool because Mike uh, Portnoy invited us directly. You know, he contacted us, and you know, and, and we've done other gigs with them. And then we did a show, uh, in, um, was it Columbus, Cleveland? One of the, one of these in, in Ohio, um, where Mike played, uh, drums, awesome. <laughs> Mike, Mike came up and played drums and, and stuff with us. So that, that was super cool.
1: Awesome.
0: Um, let's see, we did, uh, there, there was a festival in Germany called the Earthshaker festival, and it was the last year of Earthshaker as a festival, um, you know. So seeing and hanging out with Testament in the hotel, you know, and I
1: mean,
0: <laughs> and that's right after Chuck Billy uh, got got better again oh, nice. after yeah. the and stuff. So that was great. I'm a huge Testament fan, you know. So that's cool. Yeah. Creator was so fucking good. <laughs> they were so good <laughs> that night you know but that was like right in there that's right in bavaria you know where we play that's like right near their home you know they 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 owned it yeah All totally wow right. you know so that'd be a good one um you know uh i just you know some I, I guess some of our like as far as metallica shows just like our own like tours and stuff that we've been doing some great shows that we've done have you know have always been in new york we really like new york really like philly Seattle is great. Um, Denver is great, Paris is great. Um we've always had fun in Hamburg, Germany and, and Berlin and stuff. We have a ton of friends in Germany. Um that's just to name a few, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Busan, South Korea. We did a, a really super super kick ass festival in Busan. Awesome, yeah. Right on the beach, <laughs> you know. So that that was super great, you know. So
1: uh, Tim is saying it was Columbus. He was
0: there. Columbus. All right. Yeah. All right. I, if it was Columbus, and I, I probably wore uh, a Wisconsin Badger jersey in Ohio State land. I'm sure I,
1: <laughs> I just upset
0: the locals. You know. So. So Robert says, "Come to Phoenix." Yeah, we want to. Um, the plan, Robert. This yeah. is the plan. loose plan. Um, when the album comes out, whenever that might be, and the world returns to normal, we want to head out West again, because our label metal assault now is, I mean, they're located in Los Angeles. So the, the idea would be to go from here out West, you know? Um, but last time I was in Phoenix, Robert, I'm letting you know, you probably know if you're in the desert, don't be a stupid Midwesterner and (laughs) all right. I ate the fish last time I was in Phoenix. I had food poisoning, man, for oh, like God. four days. It's I was fine. I got through the gig, and then we went back to the hotel. And, I'm, you know, we're literally in the lobby. We're in the lobby, you know. We're, we're getting all of our stuff together, and I'm talking to you just how I am now. Things just kinda kind of start kind of like I was like, hang on a second. I was like, I walk outside. The door's is open. James just falls over. <laughs> I just worked my brains out, you know, for like two minutes. And this guy at the desk, of course, he thinks that I'm hammered or whatever. I'm like, Typical no, bands. really sick, <laughs> you know, really sick. So the next day, you know, we need to get to LA and, and we're doing like two shows in LA. And so, and this is when our first label was located in LA. And so Mark, Mark Copeland, our PR guy, bless his heart. He's just like, man, it's going to be all right. We're going to get you through this. So we're playing this gig in like Pomona or something like that. And like Simon Wright was there or something like that. I don't even remember any of this like that. We get them playing this gig. I'm on the floor backstage. I am literally curled up in the fetal position and I'm shaking like this. Oh God. And Gerg, our guitar player comes back. He's just like, Hey, I found James. <laughs> <laughs> it like, looked like it. Kind <laughs> of scoop this, scoop me up. You know, I'm like, I think I'm gonna die. I think you need to take me to the hospital. Copeland is just like, no, man, we're gonna get you back to my house. We'll get you some orange juice. And I'm just like, no, no, I don't need orange juice. I need you to keep, I need an IV. You know, it's like I need something like that. I go back to this place. I thought I was gonna die in oh my sleep at that place. I thought I was gonna die. You know. And then we wake up the next morning and uh a friend of mine, Jackie Cation, who's a, a comedian, she she's out there. She does this thing called the Dork Forest. All right. It's online the Dork Forest. So now Vitalica's in the Dork Forest. I haven't eaten for like two and a half days. I'm totally dehydrated. Thank God it wasn't like video, it was just audio, you know what I mean? Because I'm a rep. I can't believe I got through that thing, man. You know, it was like I barely remember anything about it, you know, it's terrible.
1: Robert says, and I might, sorry if I mispronounced this, we have a Lou Monadis and a Portillo's now. You'll be fine, he says.
0: I'm familiar with Portillo's, yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, so,
1: right so you mentioned, uh, you know, the new label, Metal Assaults. Congratulations, by the way. I know that's yeah. fairly recent for you guys. And uh, you guys are in the process now of sort of, or at least preliminary process of putting together a new album. Correct?
0: Yeah. um, I'd say it's a little past preliminary. All right. Awesome. Uh, We just had a rehearsal last night. Um, We have 11 songs that we're working with. You know, now will we release all 11? Maybe not. Yeah. Depends what we like, you know, Um, but I can tell you this about the record. Uh, it's, it's going to have plenty of Metallica original material on it. Nice. You know, now in the past, and some people don't realize this, we've released original material. Yeah. Winter Plunder Band EP. There's two original Metallica songs on there. Um, so we're going to do more of that. Awesome. Now, some of this is to not upset licensors because there is some material that we wanted to use and we were already denied. Oh, wow. They already denied it. Um, We also know that there is some, some stuff that we can use, and especially on the Metallica side, that we want to use and play with a little bit with the Beatles sensibilities and everything, while still not infringing on licensing on the Beatles side. Right. You know, right. it's a tricky line. It's a fine line. Yeah. You know, before we even release the record, we're getting it, um, uh, scoured, <laughs> or however you want to put it, uh, scoured, critiqued, um, brushed over. Yeah. I mean, I, Confidently say that right now there is no infringement, you know, right? And we want to be careful of that because we don't want to piss anybody off. Because if of we do, it's everything's going to get yanked not only the new record, but the past records, you know. Yeah, so but 11 songs are in the works as of last night.
1: So, what's the creative process of putting the songs together? Is it you know just sort of what you is it different for each song, or is there kind of like a set pattern at this point that you guys like to follow creatively to kind of do the arrangements and mash the songs together? Or
0: I think it some of them develop from riffs. Yeah. You know, musical riffs. Some of them will develop from lyrical content and ideas based on things that we get approved. Um You know, but I also have to say too, like we might get might get or have gotten approval on some things and we didn't like the way they turned out. Yeah. You know, so we could be writing stuff that actually gets approved or had gotten approved by licensors and we just don't use it. You know, just gotcha. because we we just don't think that the song is sounding as seamless as what it should be, or it's just not turning out the way that we want it to turn out. And then maybe we try again later. You know, um, we have a number of songs like that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we were supposed to have released Strawberry Hatfields forever, probably about ten years <laughs> ago. And we never have. Yeah. So, um, you know, so there's that that goes along with it too. You know, um, you know, but that's kind of the creative process. I know last night Gerg brought in uh, an idea. Gerg and Dr. Robert um, a riff, you know, pretty much a full full song of riffs that that they have had. Uh, For a long time, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna mess with it. We're gonna change it Um, But that that one specifically started with their musical riff
1: nice. Yeah So it it sounds like you kind of put the ideas together Then you kind of just cross your fingers and hope that if it's something you guys want to release it gets cleared and Goes through that whole process after the fact after it's sort of been written and recorded Then you try to get it cleared it's sort of like the process on the legal end of it. Yeah, the- um,
0: I know as far as the Metallica side and Q Prime. Yeah. They yeah. are basically saying to us, look, just just do what you do. Then send it to us. We'll figure it out.
1: All right, yeah, that's
0: awesome. That's, that's awesome. literally how relaxed they are about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll figure it out. No big deal. You know, the other side, it's going to be, it's trickier, you know. Yeah. And la- and last year... Um, Us and our former label, we had presented some stuff to Sony ATV um, that we thought we were close on and they denied it. You know, now also to make clear, um, it's not like we're not with our former label, which is Oleo. We're not with them because of that decision and because of that failure to get licensing that has nothing to do
1: with it mm-hmm.
0: we're, we're mm-hmm. still totally cool and when i go out to vegas i'm earlier you know i'm talking about that metal festival i'm going to oh, yeah, vegas. yeah. oh it's yeah great. we're it's going out for beers and food and everything <laughs> <laughs> it's all good you know um you know so i think each camp kind of has a different way you know of doing things you know sure. so we have to, we have to toe that line that's just what it is sure and alistair is saying um how has lockdown affected you guys recording and stuff? Um, right now, uh, it's actually affected us in a good way. I'll have, you know, I admit when I, I had COVID. Okay, you know, I had it last year in October, early November. Um, since COVID began, I have written seventeen songs maybe 20, not just for Vitalica, but for other projects, you know, um, have recorded, put out, put out a solo record. I'm in a Celtic band. We're writing music. Awesome. You know, so the lockdown just because you're not playing gigs has been a hugely creative time, you know, and as far as recording the way that, that I did my recording for, for the solo thing, and had other guests on it. Um, you know, the control room is down here. This, you know, where I'm recording is over here. It's completely separate. You don't even have to see the engineer. You can literally walk into the room, do your thing. Yeah. Everything's affected. You leave the studio. Um, so the lockdown hasn't affected anything in regard to creativity. It's actually been really good.
1: Yeah, uh, that was sort of my hope because you're seeing you know if if you want to think of a pro out of everything you know the con being we don't get the live shows and a lot of the same face to face interaction right but the pro i think is that so many people are being creative or forced to be more creative when it comes to yeah. you know like oh we got a new album out we can't tour behind it so now bands are sort of thinking of different ways to get their music out there and to interact with fans and i think that's been the one pro of it, is just the 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 creativity that needs to go into everything over the last year, more so than ever before, perhaps.
0: Yeah. I know that, Vitalica, we are about to announce two summertime events uh, to do here in Milwaukee, to do here at home. Now, at these events, we're going to be doing some of this new material that's going to be on the new record. We're probably going to do at least three songs. That's that's at least my goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, those announcements, I think, will start coming out uh, just after April first. You know, so for those of you who want to keep your ear to the ground about a live event, then they're going to be outdoors. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be spacing. Um, it's not going to be like a drive-in thing. It's going to be a gig, like an act, like an actual. Outdoor way. <laughs> you know. Um so yeah, so th- those announcements are gonna start coming out within the next week, something like that. Robert, so yeah.
1: Robert says tips for my startup band Meet Talica gonna combine Meatloaf Classics with Metallica. Right. <laughs> that actually sounds really badass. You would need <laughs> you would need a powerhouse singer for that band. <laughs>
0: They've been done a spoof fest. <laughs> my buddy Brian did, did me low. He was great. <laughs> awesome.
1: So James, I got to warn you. This is when my questions get really hard. Um, th- those were all the softball questions. Okay. Favorite Metallica album.
0: Ride the lightning. That was a quick one.
1: Why is it your favorite? I mean, I think that's a popular choice, but why is it your favorite?
0: Um, I think it's compared to master. It's a little raw, which I appreciate. Um, not that um, master doesn't have its dark moments. Right. I'm just getting I'm getting more dark moments out of Ride the Lightning, and that's why I like it more. Now now Master of Puppets has potentially my favorite favorite Metallica song on it which is Disposable Heroes great Um, Metallica has never done a damn thing with Disposable Heroes <laughs> not, not purposely it yeah. just hasn't happened um, but we've never done anything with Disposable Heroes
1: not too long ago I had um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the band Crip Sermon they're a great like uh, doom metal band out of Philly and uh, the guitarist was on And uh, he was talking about how he loves Ride the Lightning. And he said something that is kind of like abstract but made so much sense to me. He's like, when you look at the album cover, the album sounds how the cover looks. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's like you nailed it in a really abstract way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, know, and maybe... You know, maybe it's too, it's because the first time I saw Metallica Live was on the Ride the Lightning uh tour. You know, you yeah. and I were talking about Armored Saint. It was
1: yeah,
0: uh yeah. it was uh Metallica Wasp and Armored Saint, you know. Um but I wanted to go see all those bands, you know what I mean? So, right. so maybe that has something to do with it too. You know, there's like that little tick in my brain about that, you know. So
1: Sure. So yeah. Uh let's see, Alistair saying Myself and a few other guys have never been in the same room, not jammed together and set up lockdown band, original name I know. The first part I did was a cover of Stone Cold Crazy, but renamed and reimagined lyrics to suit the lockdown situation. Feel free to check it out. We'd love your feedback. I'm the ball lead in rhythm oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will do that. If you're if you're on Facebook, uh we should just hit each other up, man, and do and oh there you go. I see the okay, I see a YouTube link. So yeah.
1: All right, so check it out. Lockdown band, lockdown band, cover of Stone Cold Crazy. So you got yourself a free plug right here on Metallica, the Metallica <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Beatles album.
0: Rubber Soul. Song,
1: Rubber Soul. What about that one? Stands out to you?
0: Um, because I think it that is the point where they went from young lads to men in regards to their songwriting. Yeah. I think the maturity jump was the greatest to go to, to go to rubber soul.
1: It's interesting to me. You chose that album. And cause I was thinking of, I always think of that album as that way too, but I also think the same thing about ride the lightning. So your two favorites, I feel like are sort of like the biggest transitions and jumps kind of like to that next level for each band, so to speak.
0: Okay. Yeah, um, our first t-shirt for Vitalica, super hash, hand-drawn Vitalica logo. Yeah. mimicked the Rubber Soul album title font. Awesome. So it's got to be Rubber Soul.
1: Favorite Beatles song?
0: In some ways, it's in my life. Um. Mm, God, I love side 2 of the white album though. You know, just that whole side 2 <laughs> of the white <laughs> album. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh but yeah, in my life always kind of jumps out at me, you know, um you know, I think that's, you know, ind- you know, songs have have um They might be my favorites for a certain reason, you know what I mean? I mean, the song Rain.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, that's ridiculous, you know. Um, The Word, because of of all the harmonies. um, Think for yourself because of the bass sound alone Mm -hmm. is great, you know. Um, So things like that. Um, You know, I mean, there's great stuff, you know, on the last three to four Beatles albums as as well, you know, and your bird can sing is really fun. Right, I always yeah. that. Have you time.
1: heard, um, have you heard Heffield's acoustic cover of in my life? No, you should check that out. I, I, I don't think there's like a professional recording of it, but you can definitely find like fan filled footage on, uh, YouTube. I've, I'll try to send you a link after he does right. a really nice, uh, a, it's a solo. Acoustic, well, I think that back, he did it, uh, the band did it acoustically at a show, but he did it also acoustic solo, and uh, it's really well done. He hit his falsetto, which I think is very underrated, kicks it to high gear on that last note. He, he nails it. He nails it. I'll send you the link.
0: That's great. Yeah, the um, the drum beat on In My Life, uh, that we were doing something last night. I can't quite say what. <laughs> but we were kind of referencing that. So nice.
1: Just a little tease for the listeners. Yeah. yeah. And that was
0: that was Jimmy, our our drummer's take on something. I, I had brought something in over the last couple of weeks. It's just like, well, what if we did this? And I was like, okay, we kind of followed that a little bit. So you know, yeah. Songs taking on a life of their own, you know what I mean? So,
1: Robert's asking, which member of Metallica would have fit in with the Beatles and which member of the Beatles would have fit best with Metallica? That's an interesting
0: question. Okay. Um. Well, if I'm going, I think I'm going to say Kirk Hammett with the Beatles. Um, Kirk comes off to me as being the most spiritual member of Metallica. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like along the lines of George Harrison. So I'm going to go Kirk. And then, uh,
1: I could totally picture Kirk with Ravi Shankar doing the, wherever I may uh, roam, you know, you (laughs) know,
0: And then, which member of the Beatles would fit best with Metallica? I'm gonna say John Lennon.
1: That was my pick too. I think just like from a personality standpoint, you know, he yeah. sort of has that that dry sense of humor, that kind of harder edge around him.
0: Yeah, and especially I'm gonna say early Metallica because Lennon would, could be so snarky,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know um so yeah so i'm gonna go hammett and lennon
1: there's a great uh beatles documentary i'm trying to remember what it was called it's on hulu i believe it just like showcases their touring years and i i watched it a couple years back when it was first out on hulu and they have so much great footage of i mean the band in general but so much great footage of John Lennon's interviews and I was like dying laughing every time he spoke (laughs) sure Sure. oh yeah he just gave zero F's
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I'm sure they got plenty sick and tired of a lot (laughs) in a short amount of time you know so
1: Jackie's asking (laughs) dad said will Vitalik be playing overseas again sometime
0: Uh, yeah I'm sure we will do I know when? No. I mean, there's so many, there's still so many restrictions on things, you know, right. as far as international travel, you know, um, and, and, and again, another thing you and I were talking about before we went live. I mean, what's going to be the vaccination policies and things, you know, right. I mean, even, I mean, Metallica was supposed to have done um, some shows in Canada recently, and those got shut down. And that, uh, the festival is called Pouza, P-O-U-Z-Z-A. It's in Montreal, um, and I know that they don't know what's happening right now. I mean, the Montreal Canadiens, I think, just suspended operations for a week because of a the, of the latest COVID outbreak. So yeah. Montreal's not doing anything right now. You know, yeah, the yeah. Canadians rule, yeah. Montreal. You know what I mean? So until the Canadiens are good, nothing else is happening in Montreal. <laughs> you know? So I know that I, I'm short answer is yes um do I know when no does the world know when no um but I know that there's gonna be some other things that I'm just personally attending later on this year where international bands are they're still planning on doing these trips you know so right. and plus it doesn't make any sense for us to do anything until we get a product out sure you know so once we get the product out then we can then we can talk about that. You know, do I know there's interest? Yes. You know?
1: Um, yeah. Well, like we were saying before we went live, hopefully, you know, by summer fall, things are kind of normalizing with shows. And, uh, you know, like you referenced a moment ago, I think it'll be a matter of, you know, show proof that you got vaccinated or proof that you at least got, you know, a negative test result, uh, with your ticket, walking to a venue and, uh, You know, but I I think we're getting there. Fingers crossed. I'm staying optimistic so we can all be back at shows soon enough.
0: Yeah. Right on. Right on.
1: Tim is asking, what is the hardest Metallica song that you learned to play? (sighs) And I guess uh, I'll, I'll follow up with that, too. Just from a composition standpoint, did you have an idea that was just you wanted to make work that was just really hard to make work? Um, that you kind of had to really struggle with. So learn to play yeah. and learn and like, and also I'll add on from a compositional standpoint or arrangement standpoint.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I know that one of the new songs that we're doing is one of the hardest ones. Um, I can't give you a name on it yet. Cause I don't know if it's going <laughs> <gonna> to, get it's <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah, the, I, I have one in mind, a new one. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that we are working on it's not clean right now, you know what I mean? But it's <laughs> um but as far as stuff that's been on album. Well, I mean hell, last time that we, the we did a, a Beatles festival in in Tampare, Finland, and we did the entire Abbey Lode medley straight awesome. through. So Doing all of that, uh, but it was epic. I mean, it was it was super fun to do it, right. you know, and we played it twice, you know, because we did two gigs that week. and uh, so that was that was good. Um, besides that, um, mm, yeah, I mean those 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 would be the like the ones that are jumping out, you know. Awesome. I, miss, I miss shows at the rave. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite places to see shows. Um, going to the rave is like going to see a show on a pirate ship, Robert. It's, like, <laughs> it's dark, it's smelly, it's dank, you're sticking to the floor, you don't know what is going to happen, or whatever there, I mean... God bless the rave. I mean, we all miss it now and everything because everyone has seen shows at the rave and I've seen all sorts of bands at the rave.
1: Right? It's one of those venues that you're going to walk out of smelling <laughs> like beer, even if you didn't have a beer that night. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I've, I've seen many, many a thing at the rave. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Do you have a, a, I'm sure you've seen a lot of Metallica shows. You were talking about before how you saw them on the Ride of the Lightning tour, just as one example. Do you have a favorite one that you have personally have seen that stands out to you as like your favorite or the best for one reason or another?
0: Um, well, I mean, that one's still got to be up there. That show. Yeah. Um, you know, because I mean, they're doing songs at that gig where it's like, like a lot of bands, you know, when, when, when they put out, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 albums, you know, and all, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, I've never heard that song or I haven't heard that song in 20 years or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So that was cool, you know, because because everything was off of Ride and Kill Them All, you know what I mean? So that was great. Um, let's see. I remember seeing the, the Justice Tour in Madison. And it was at the, Dane, the old Dane County Coliseum, and it was um, it was general admission, you know. And so you could get up as close as what you wanted. There weren't, buy, like, buying seats, you know what I mean? Right. So I was super close, you know, and everything, and got great, great pics. I had my little Kodak disc camera that I called <laughs> My Kodak disc camera, man. So, so all sorts of shows there and stuff like that I got up super close, you know. But it wasn't like being at a club because it was bigger you know I, I think it probably held like maybe nine ten thousand you know but it's all mission so it was pretty cool um so that was good um you know i would say those two for That's sure fun. ha who else has come to vegas yeah i'm coming <laughs> <laughs> i'll be there on thursday <laughs> uh august august 14th or something like that carl yes
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah He's uh, in uh, route Many, many beers and many, and many stories. And yeah, Carl from Olio and, uh, and I have, uh, God, last time I was in Vegas, uh, Vitalik was traveling through, we didn't have a gig in Vegas. We just stopped by in there to hang out with Carl and another buddy of mine named Adrian. He's a a writer and, uh, it, it just just super fun, man, hanging out on the strip and everything like that. So yeah, that's, that's going to happen, you know. I'll get you in the pit at if, if, if Carl if you want to go see uh, Wolves in the Throne Room with me. I mean, we could go just hang out in the pit together, you know. <laughs> I can tell you what Wolves in the Throne Room are all about. So.
1: Olios yeah. says, "Yeah, but I think you have to read us yeah."
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I've heard I've heard Carl do his imitation of me doing an imitation of somebody else, <laughs> which is weird, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. It's, it's somehow this I'll around in a circle.
1: <laughs> Mike is asking, "Now I'm wondering if you've got a hellified Metallica Beatles vinyl collection."
0: Um Do you mean like do I have a good one or like
1: I'm guessing he means like if you have uh I guess a good one like if you have any rarities or just like uh do you have a large vinyl collection of the two
0: or just uh yeah, I mean, um, let's see, what are the best parts about it? I have the, the creeping death picture disc. Nice. You know, that's getting to be kind of rare. Yeah. So that that that's probably the rarest thing. I mean, and all the metal the Metallica, the early ones at least. There's the 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 Mega albums, They're the original releases of the albums. They're not yeah, you know, past that. I mean they got into what I think it was Electra and I think then they started re releasing some stuff. But you know, so that's all good. Um you know, the, uh, the, 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 first EP, you know, on, on vinyl, you know, so I have that one, you know, with, with the five, the five song EP. So, so that's all good. Um,
1: the Beatles get complicated because they had the American releases, the UK releases and kind of becomes like a, uh, uh, if you really dive into both sides, but there's a lot of copies and then different compilations and this and that Metallic is a lot more just like straightforward. Yep. Here you go. And Beatles. It which was kind of the norm back in that area, right? It's just sort of like you had singles yeah singles and then these albums were released America, here and then yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, for sure. I don't have a ton of that Beatles stuff, you know yeah. um you know bits and pieces of stuff. I mean, you know, these days now it's just like you, know, you can get anything you want on, online if you just want to use it as a piece of reference material or something like that, you know, but I know I, I'm still a fan of a tangible product, you know, yeah. and, you know, and having a piece of something to look at. So that's for sure.
1: Is vinyl your uh, go-to for uh, physical or, media for music?
0: Uh, I think it depends on what band. Yeah. You know, um, if it's a band that's, You know, okay. Like let's like let's say I had a choice to get a Charlie Daniels release on CD or vinyl. Why I'm going to choose vinyl? Sure. You know, for something like that. Right. You know, Um, if it's something like (laughs) Massive Attack, I really like Massive Attack. Why that's going to be a CD.
1: Yeah.
0: I wouldn't get a Massive Attack release on vinyl. Right. Makes sense. I think it
1: just depends on the band. Yeah. Big total sense to me. You know. So if you have, if you're watching, you have any final questions to send James Way? please get them in. Um, I will ask you uh, kind of one final question or wrap things up on my end. Now I'm going to make you choose. You cannot, uh, it has to be either Metallica or Beatles. They're one of those bands. Albums are going to disappear forever. You're never going to have access to them ever again.
0: Like access, like to hear them again? To
1: hear them again. You'll never, let's say something happens. All the Metallica or Beatles albums get erased and you're never able to hear them again. Which band do you choose to keep?
0: Metallica. Yeah. The reason being for that has nothing to do with the music, it has to do with our personal relationship with the members of the band and their crew. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Tim's asking <laughs> You're asking a lot there Tim James you appear to be <laughs> home Can you pick up a guitar <laughs> to play a few riffs He
0: <laughs> usually does uh,
1: Yeah James just play us a, a handful of songs Alright <laughs> in, in the next two minutes I want you to play the entire
0: Abbey load medley um, Abridged <laughs> but,
1: Besides the two, who are your other influences and what are you listening to lately? That's from Robert.
0: Um, well, in my CD player recently, and I'm talking in the last 24 hours, um, I already mentioned Wolves in the Throne Room, just listen to them today. Uh, Witchcraft. Uh, I listened to Modest Yahoo. Uh, I listened to Howlin' Wolf. I listened to Satyricon. What else did I listen to in the last 24 hours? I think Merle Haggard. <laughs> I think some Merle Haggard, you know. It's
1: the PBR you're drinking now. I feel like that's the gradual progression. Merle Haggard to oh, sure. PBR, you know. Whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> no way um, is there any genres of music that are just like eh, not for me are you kind of pretty open to just depending on whatever the artist is
0: uh k-pop yeah you'll learn that in one of the newest Metallica songs <laughs> or Metallica songs I should say awesome let's, let's just say Let's say K-pop and pop country are going to get it because you got, people have to remember um, posers are not just glam bands and there's a Metallica song that we're working on that addresses that idea. Nice. So, so yeah.
1: I'm seeing in the chat Mike Hare Weber. Yeah, Weber. (laughs) Weber. Weber. Check out Bitalicast for live interviews and rare live record songs from around the world on YouTube.
0: That's right. That's right. Those guys do uh, Weber and Murphy. They do something called Bitalicast.
1: All right. Copyright infringement. Lars Ulrich's lawyers can't help you now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's right. Very cool, very cool. Tell us about so, b yeah.
0: So if you went to Be Telecast, you would find a bunch of stuff because, because those guys have been Yeah, they've, – they've done everything. I mean, they know us better than anybody, anybody does. Awesome. You know, so, yeah, I mean, they would have all that.
1: And Weber – see, I said it right that time. Fave, <laughs> fave Merciful Fate song. Oh, he says we did it first years ago, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, all right. Take it easy on me. Take it easy. Right.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's another one. It's just like, I mean, everyone loves come to the Sabbath, you know, um, a dark horse of mine though is at the sound of the demon bell. Nice. Dark, dark horse, merciful fate song as a fave. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's killer. You know, I mean, Don't Break the Oath is still, it's still one of my favorite albums ever, you know? Yeah. I mean, Melissa's cool too, but Don't Break the Oath is, yeah, that's awesome.
1: Thoughts on the Metallica Merciful Fate medley from Garage
0: Inc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I know not have a relationship with King, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, you know, you, you never hear anyone doing Merciful Fate covers, you know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, James, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on Metallica's live. Um, Congratulations again on the new deal with Metal Assault, and uh, hopefully we hear some uh, new uh, Metallica in the near future. I know it's in the works, as you were discussing.
0: Yeah, 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 Metal Assault and us. I mean, we have a recording schedule set. We go into the studio late July. Awesome. And start start recording in through August if we can get the album out maybe by the end of the year that would be great um, but you can check out the Metal Assault stuff online you know they're on IG and Facebook and and all that's that sort of thing and I know that they're hyped about it and and everything and that's that's totally cool um, you know betallica.org will have the info and hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. It's Metallica Band on Instagram. Someone owns Metallica. Someone owns Instagram <laughs> slash Metallica. We couldn't even use it. We have to have Metallica Band. Like, <laughs> instead of like Metallica washer and dryer sales. <laughs> like that. Right, no, was, well,
1: that, that was that's gonna be my next question. where can everybody find the latest news and info from you guys? so check them out on social betalica ban on instagram betalica everywhere else
0: yeah yeah I mean find it hashtag it we hit everyone back and we're, we're we're super social and interactive and stuff man. that's what it's all about so
1: awesome well James I end Every Metallic ass episode with my best Hetfield impression, I go, middle of your ass, yeah. And I was just wondering <laughs> will you bless us with with the uh with the with the
0: ending here? Sure. Do you just want me to say that phrase?
1: You can say that phrase, you can say if, if something else more Hetfieldian comes into your mind, by all means. Okay. Hmm. I know I'm putting you on the spot here
0: i know i should have had a script okay (laughs) yo this is james from BTelica rocking it out with Ooh,
1: perfect thank you james that was perfect (laughs) thank you everybody for listening uh if you missed any of this it will be up on uh facebook and uh youtube and it'll be out in podcast form
0: later this evening cool, man. Thanks guys for, uh, for hanging on out. Fans not